Cal Hendry from St. Johnston. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm very good. Good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. I'm good. Um, this one came about in a bit of a, a strange way, but basically we've got the, the same barber, so you better give him a shout. Scott, Scott Mollison, yeah. The best barber in Perth. If you're 30 like me and uh, you've got you've got the greys coming through, then the weekly trims are an absolute godsend. So nah, he's, he's the best in the business, though. So I uh, look him up at Scott Mollison at Here by Mark. Have a wee look online. All right, it's worth, worth a trip, definitely. <laughs> Do you get the weekly one as well? Nah, yeah, I was just there. I was there this afternoon. Just this afternoon, uh, yeah. You've got it as well. Are you in the limelight? You've got to have the you've got to have the trim looking good. Hundred percent. Right, let's get started. Um, right, first thing, and you're probably fed up with this, but there's no hiding it. Um, you were born right into football, weren't you? So if if anyone needs reminding, um, your old man's none other than a Scottish footballing legend. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's he's probably modest about it, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fair to say. So Colin, Colin Hendry, um, over over fifty caps, isn't he? So he'll be a hall of famer for Scotland. So yeah, yeah, I think it's fifty one or fifty two. Yeah. Not bad at we, all. He was actually, he was at mine last night. We were just talking about it and uh, he didn't even know he'd been enlisted in this role of honour. He yeah. said on Twitter last night and he's, he's been putting it and rightly so, rightly so. Absolutely. I mean, I take it because of that, you, you, you're born right into football. You were never going to be anything other than a footballer, were you? No, no. It was football from day dot. Football before school, before everything. It was always football. Me and my brother uh, in the garden after school. The whole whole time growing up was just football, football. Even my sisters, they were they were footballing when they were younger. All four of us, yeah, it was always football. And how how big a help and how big an influence do you think uh, having someone like uh, Colin as your dad has been throughout your upbringing, Cal? I, I honestly, I don't think I would still be a footballer if it wasn't for my dad. I think with the injuries and stuff that I had as well, he played a massive part in getting me through them when I was when I was a youth team player, but yeah, dad being in and around the whole, my whole career and looking after me as my agent, he takes care of everything, that side of things. And yeah, the, the biggest impact anyone could ever have on you, even if they're not a footballer, is your dad really when you're footballing. So I'm lucky just that I'm lucky to have my dad and have who he was. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess even beyond that, it's got to be a great source of inspiration to look up to someone who has won the English Premier League, he's played at a World Cup. Like That's got to be something that drives you every day, I'd imagine. Every day, when I'm at football, I think about it. I think about Dad, yeah. Yeah, every day. He's the biggest inspiration in my life. And uh, I get stick. I do get stick from the boys at footy because of my English accent. And I can't help where I was born, Blackburn. Mm -hmm. Born there because Dad was playing for Blackburn at the time. But uh, I get I get a lot of stick off the boys saying, how can your dad be brave? Oh, it's old man. <laughs> your old man, big Scottish accent. And you... <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting slated to be in English and all this. But, you know, I see myself as as fully Scottish as well. Yeah, uh, nice one, nice one. Um, I guess another another element to it is, uh, you you you're you're Cal Hendry, so you won't always want to come into things like this and be immediately sort of talked about as Colin Hendry's son. So is that a motivation for you as well? As you want to be Cal Hendry in your own right? Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm starting to get somewhere with stepping out of my dad's shadow if you will mm -hmm. um, especially after last season I had a good I had a decent season before coming off the bench and stuff with Saints and then last season was really my main season mm -hmm. where I started 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 games I was starting games and start, and like staying in the team and scoring so I stepped out of dad's shadow a bit uh, and it's it's only getting better really it's yeah. it's it doesn't doesn't bother me too much but I do want to be known as Callum Hendry 
the boy that plays for St Johnston or the footballer in Scotland not Colin Henry's son all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we'll come on to uh, uh, Saints because, uh, like you said, last season was was definitely a bit of a, a breakthrough. But I want to take you back a little bit further than that, if we can. And you talked about yeah. it before, but obviously you're born in Blackburn. That's the that's the hometown, isn't it? And you get you get started in yeah. football with Blackburn. So, um, did that come about because of your connection with the club already? And and something else I'm interested in: would you consider yourself like a, a Blackburn fan? Uh, yeah, I am. I do check on the results. Mm-hmm. Every weekend with Blackburn, I do. I do still. I keep in touch. A few of my close pals that I played with are still playing for Blackburn for the first team now. Who I played, I played youth team football with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I would consider myself a Blackburn fan. Yeah, I keep a track of them. So I was, I was playing football for my boys' club uh, back in Lytham Sands YMCA. They were called. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was playing for them, and then there was a dad was pally with the scouts at Blackburn at the time and a scout just I think I went for a week's trial if I can remember when I was 10 or 11 at Blackburn and then no I was nine actually I was nine so I went and started playing for Blackburn's under nines and dad was taking me through weeknights and stuff like that Um, so Blackburn was mainly my main football like I played for school and all that as well but it was Blackburn from a young age Um, and then when I was 12 obviously lost lost my mum Mm. Uh, when I was 12 and dad was like do you want a break do you want a break from football from travelling because it was school Blackburn school Blackburn that's how it was um, so I was like yeah I want to spend some time with my pals and that yeah I'll have a break so I went back to YMCA which was just a once a week job and then a game at the weekend uh, and then went back to Blackburn so I was only away for a year really yeah. from Blackburn and um and you, you obviously touched there on the, the tragic loss of your mum um, when you were 12, I think you said. And I guess yeah. that's an incredible, incredibly difficult thing for anyone to have to deal with at that kind of age. Um, and like you said, you, you were you know, able to take a bit of time out from football, which sounds like it probably helped. But was that something that, yeah. that you found uh, really difficult to deal with, obviously from a family perspective, but also from a footballing perspective? The, yeah, the family perspective was, it's always hard there's, and there's always, definitely, always people worse off than me because I've, I've had a great life, mm-hmm. um, but there's always people worse off, definitely. And a family perspective, yeah, dad, dad held the unit together. We, it was good. I never had anything to worry about as a family. Um, I'll be honest, all my worries and my anxieties I've ever had has always been about football. I've always, I've always been just... Oh, I need to make it. I need to make it. It's all I want. All I want is to make it. Um, so, it yeah, it halted it a little bit. Um, but I just like like I said before, Dad being my inspiration in football. That I, I could never ever let what happened to me get the better of me and my mm-hmm. football and the way Dad brought me up. Um, and I think moving moving away from Lytham all the memories and all the things that come along with living there and growing up there. I think moving away, when I moved into Diggs in Blackman when I was 15, um, that really helped me as well. That really made me knuckle down. And when I started maturing and growing up, I realised, um, right, this is it. This is this is what she would want. This is what I want. Um, this is what I'm going to do. Whatever happens, I'm going to make sure I get to the point where I can call myself a professional footballer. Yeah, of course. Um yeah, so uh, something else I'm interested in, because see when you're like nine, as you said, or 10 or whatever, and football's yeah. your life and everything, and you, you probably have blue and white walls in your room as a Blackburn fan, is yeah. there an, ad, an, yeah. an ad, added pressure in the fact that the club you're trying to make it at is the club you support? Um, yeah, there was. 
there was I struggled I really I really struggled to um, actually settle in as a footballer at Blackburn because of the injuries because it started I know under nines to under sixteens is part time you just got to enjoy your football and then if you get a scholarship which is a YTS up in Scotland um, it gets serious it's full time and all that but as soon as I went full time I was recovering from my ACLs mm-hmm. and I was I struggled to settle in and play regularly for the under 18s and under 23s. So it was really at the back of my mind trying to make it at Blackburn. It was, in the end, it was just trying to make it. Yeah. Wherever I was, just trying yeah. to make it. So uh, a club like Blackburn, um, real rich history, uh, you know, they are a massive club and perhaps not exactly where they want to be just now, but yeah, it must have been, must have been a, a sort of great grounding for you as a, as a young player coming through at a club of such stature. It was, it was. Um, the way the club was run, I know I know when Dad was there and Jack Walker, he changed everything. He brought all the money in and set up the academy and stuff in Brockle Village. Um, and the way the club's run, the, from, an, from an academy, from a going full-time point of view, um, it's everything. You've, the facilities are unbelievable, especially when you're a 16-year-old kid and you just want to play football and you end up going full-time. And you've got, what was it, it was three gyms, a pool, there must be about 20 pitches at Brockwell Village. Mm. You get your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, yeah, and you're living with your pals cause, and you all want the same goal. You've, all, you've got stuff in common, so you all end up being best pals when you live in Diggs. Mm-hmm. So coming through at Blackburn was absolutely amazing, especially for, for a, young, a young lad wanting to play football. You talked about um, you talked about injuries, which are devastating for any footballer. But see, when you're trying to try to break through, I could imagine it must just be the the worst possible feeling to to get that injury, both from a pain point of view, but also you're you're probably thinking, what is this going to do to my development? Is this going to get in the way? Do, do you think injuries were one of the biggest factors as to why it didn't quite work out at Blackburn? Yeah, I I would I would blame my time at Blackburn um, coming to an end because of my injuries, mm. but. In a, in a weird way, it's the best thing that ever happened to me at the same time. Because I think if I, if I didn't get, I got, I'd done my first ACL at 15, but I'd done it at school um, and I didn't know I'd done it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the physios at Blackburn felt my knee. They were like, oh, it's lax. You need to go see a specialist. Went to see a specialist. Um, he was like, yeah, I need a scan. Scan showed nothing. Um, what had happened was I'd snapped my ACL and it had flapped straight back into position. So right, on the scans, okay. it looked intact. Yeah, yeah. So no, there was no specialist wanted to open me up or anything. So tried rehabbing. I think it was about seven months I rehabbed for um, at Blackburn, and it, it was just not getting any better. I was getting stronger, obviously, because mm. of all the rehab, but my knee was just not, not right. It kept swelling up. So I went to London, went to see Andy Williams, who was the best in the knee business at the time. He felt it. <laughs> he said, right, I want to open you up tomorrow straight away. So he opened me up, saying that it was... It, what, there was no ACL there and stitched me up, done the operations for me and then rehabbed. I was, re- I was back in nine months. So that was my first ACL. And then I uh, came back from that and then I went on loan to non-league club Clitheroe, which is 10 mm. minutes away from Blackburn. And I went for a month's emergency loan, I think it was a month. Um, and it was actually successful for me. 17-year-old kid, men, my first taste of men's football. I'd done well. Uh, in the in the league, it was tough. It was full of some big brutes, like yeah, I can proper. imagine. <laughs> um, and then my last, I think it was the last five minutes of the last game, I'd scored the winner. And then this this big big meaty centre half just um, just smashed me, and I've my it wasn't just my knee, my whole leg had crumbled, and I yeah, really. and then 
oh, I felt it straight away and I was like, oh no, oh no. And I just looked at my dad and dad had his head in his hands and I was like, I knew as soon as it happened, I knew I'd done it again. Uh, nightmare. That first one sounds incredibly frustrating because like you said, it's almost like seven months wasted and the fact that they didn't quite know what had happened to the to the oh, knee. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it, 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 essentially it was because it was seven months of football wasted. But in in hindsight, the fact I'd got my legs so strong and the one-to-one rehab at Blackburn because they'd worked with me every day, my, my quads and hamstrings after the operation could take it. Mm-hmm. So I think the second time I done my ACL, I was quite lucky with my legs being strong. So it's every credit to the to the team at Blackburn as well. A nice one. So 2017, a uh, time at Blackburn comes to an end, um, and you get the move north uh, to St Johnston. Um, what made you choose Saints, Cal? Um, I remember when Blackburn. I got told a month before the end of my season that I'd, I was finished, and I remember sitting in. It was Dad's local pub in London, the Taps. And I sat with Dad and Dad was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, what's my options, Dad? And he was like, well, you've got trial. You've got a trial. So many clubs want you on trial. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go and sign for Fleetwood now if you want uh, for a year. Because no, I was only going to get a year wherever I went because of my injuries. No one would, no one would take me for longer. And then, so I was actually planning. I was like, right, Dad, yeah, Fleetwood. Okay, I'll go there. And then Callum Davidson rang my dad. He was assistant at Saints at the time. Okay. So the gaffer rang my dad. The gaffer now rang my dad and said, does Callum not come up for a week because I've seen he's been released from Blackman. So Saints had a game left of the SPL. Right. So I went up for a week. Um, initially, the, first, the Monday, Tuesday, I trained with uh, the, young, the young boys and done well. So they put me, trained the rest of the week with the first team and I'd I done, I done really well in my trial. And then they said, look, one and up, so we're going to offer him a year. And I was like, you know what, Dad, you started in Scotland. It would only make sense that I would start in Scotland as well and take me back to my, my roots, my family. My grand and granddad are in Dundee, 20 minutes away. I'm not going to get homesick. I'm, yep. I, I want this. I want, I want a season injury-free. I want, I want to get footballing again. And it, the best thing I've ever done was sign for Saints. Yeah. No, that's excellent. Was there um, any kind of trepidation around the move to Scottish football you've grown up in English football and sometimes there is a little bit of a, a negative attitude south of the border to what goes on up here but was there any any kind of thought like that in your mind or were you just quite keen to get up and get going um, no there was no the, it actually annoys me that Scotland there's such a stigma with Scottish football because mm. majority of the lower league teams in England I know right premiership and half the teams in championship are a bit different but Scotland's not far off it, and all, the only people that would know that is the people that played in Scotland and England. Yeah, uh, and I, I don't agree with the stigma Scottish football gets because it's it's fast and it's tough. Yeah, it's fast and very tough up here. Um, but no, I didn't I didn't have any second thoughts about oh, do I, is it gonna is this gonna hinder my career if I go up to Scotland and stuff? But no, I never thought like that. I just thought oh, I'll go up there and, and see what happens. Like I was excited as soon as I heard, I was excited. Yeah, excellent. So you're obviously very young at the time as Saints had some established first-choice strikers as well. So it's unlikely you're ever yeah. going to come in and just be, uh, you know, the number nine straight away. So you get, yeah. a, you get a loan spell at Brechin, um, which I'd yeah. imagine is probably similar in terms of uh, your, your, your loan spell before. Oh, um, yeah. How, how did you find it there? I actually found it really hard. Yeah. The way the, way the game was, I couldn't... I, I usually I can, I can kind of end up putting myself subconsciously in the right positions in games and and 
know like where the ball's going to go and stuff like that. And see seeing that leak, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and I remember just never having any time on the ball at all. Um, but it was experience. It was it. As I'll say to any younger player who wants to become a professional, if you can get experience in the men's game, whatever level it's at, when you're a young boy, just go and get it. Yeah, get get and play games, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Because yeah. playing youth team football and reserve games, they're not they're not proper. That's that's not real football. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, breaking was different. It was different, but a good experience for me. They always say it's it's about like toughening people up. Like, do you think that's ultimately what it was? It was just getting you ready for that proper men's first team football. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Tommy Wright, uh, he did say that to me at the time. He said, um, "It's not, it's not." No disrespect to Breakin, because I was I'm happy for what they've done for me. But he said it's not the prettiest of moves. After if you want to play a spell football at St Johnston, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I need the I, I do I need the games, and I can't I can't just sit and play reserve game football. And the experience playing in the men's game and stuff for me at the time was a was I seventeen, I think I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time was it was good for me, it was good for me. Yeah, good. Um, Last season, fair to say, was the breakthrough season, wasn't it? So um, regular yeah. first-team football, as you mentioned. Um, a lot of it off the bench, I think, fair to say. But you were having a yeah. real impact off the bench, weren't you? Yeah, I, 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 didn't, I never thought I would be... I remember saying it after a few of the games when we got interviewed for the media. I never thought I'd, I'd be a super sub or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was working for me and it was working for the team, so... At the time, I know I wanted to start games and stuff, but there was no point changing a winning formula if, if you're not, if you get me. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I, I, as long as I was just involved and playing and scoring, like, mm. I, and uh, where I'd come from, where I'd been doing that in the Scottish Prem, I, I was never going to moan or complain. I was just happy that I could be involved in it. Yeah, of course. You, you'll probably be too modest, right, to list off the stats, but there was a point last season um, where, in terms of like goals per minutes, you're doing far better than anyone in the league, and we're including guys like Edward and Morelos and stuff like that. Um, so was it frustrating that that was the case and you perhaps weren't starting as many games as you wanted, or were you, like, genuinely, were you just, you know, glad to be involved? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, 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 novelty, the novelty of being involved and and just playing did wear off after a while it ended up being like right I'm I've, I'm settled now I've, I've kind of made a name for myself in this team can I can I get my name to be one of the first on the team sheet and start start a game on the Saturday instead of coming off the bench and it was frustrating like every footballer wants to play every game that's simple simple how it is um, it did get frustrating at one point but um, the gaffer was Tommy actually held me back he was really patient with me he waited I don't, I don't know why he did, but he just kept, kept making me wait and wait. And then he did start me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was it, it was a cup game. Because I'd, I'd come off the bench uh, before the new year a few times and scored. And I started in a cup game and I started, it was Air United. Um, and then I started, started games mm-hmm. and uh, I was doing well. And then the killer was the pandemic, coronavirus. Yeah, well, that's... Season. Do you know what? That's my next question because um, obviously what's happened is horrendous and there's a lot, there's a bigger picture in terms of what's going on in the world. But from a footballing perspective, um, you know, did, did coronavirus just happen at an absolutely terrible time for you? Like you're, you're playing games, you're scoring goals and everything's going yeah. well and then football's taken away for like the next six months. Yeah, yeah I, I was so, so angry. I was so mm. frustrated at how, how it happened. And the point, 
I was just coming into my own and starting the games and scoring. I was it was frustrating, very very frustrating, but mm-hmm. obviously bigger things to worry about than football. Yeah, of course, and that's the I guess that's the bigger picture. But you know, the timing yeah. did seem particularly tough for you and where you were in your uh, yeah, career. And then you add was. to that that. Tommy Wright, the guy who you've sort of started to establish that reputation with, he calls time uh, on his spell in charge of Saints, and he did. you've got to start all over again. I guess it's not all over again, given that you know the gaffer now knows you. Um, but how did yeah. you feel when the news came through that Tommy was was calling it a day? The whole I remember the group, the team group chat. Um, none of us expected it. None of us, not one bit, expected it. We were all we, we were shook. I was like, oh, I couldn't believe it because. Mm. I know, I know, he'd been there a while, and we always thought one day he will retire. But I didn't think, I didn't think he'd be retiring or leaving St Johnston when uh, resigning when I was still playing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think so anyway, because of because he had it was him and Saints had always worked well together, and I don't, I, I don't know. I know his, I know Tommy's wife was still back in Northern Ireland, and maybe he just wanted to call it a day and spend some time at home with the family, which I completely understand. But it was, it was. Unexpected, definitely unexpected. Yeah, but obviously, Cal Davidson's come in. Um, yeah. Are you enjoying working with him? Yeah, love it, love it. Uh, I know my my stats this season may might not might not say so, um, but it's I just hit, I'll score I'll score in the league and I hit a runner form and I'll be fine again. I know that's how football is. Football's full of ups and downs, but with the gaffer and Stephen McLean and Alec Cloland, yeah, it's football football at the minute off the pitch is really enjoyable training I'm really enjoying it I'm just struggling to hit the back of the net at the minute but it's, every striker goes through it oh, that's, that's life yeah. it's football uh, exactly well, I, was, I was going to say sort of this season kicks off and you're uh, essentially placed in as starting centre forward which you must have been delighted yeah. about um, I was, but I, I think was. I think Saints and probably yourself fair to say didn't quite hit the ground running as much as you would have liked Um no, you've touched it on a little bit there, but things are starting to turn around a little bit. Are you feeling quite good about how the season's looking now? Yes, yeah, it was the same as same as the start of last season before I came into the mix as well. Um, we, I think, we were ten games without a win the first ten games of the season, and we started the season off with seven 0 loss to Celtic. Mm. Um, and it's it honestly football. I've never known anything to change as quickly as football. Yeah, it changes so quickly as an individual and as a team. It changes so fast. So uh, the results are starting to pick up now. Yeah, we're starting. I'm I'm confident about the rest of the season. Definitely. Oh, good mate. Are you talking about confidence like that comes particularly for strikers. I'd imagine with goals, and yeah. you, you did score, didn't you? You scored against Hibs, um, and it was it was ruled out. I wonder if that had stood. Do you think that things would be a little bit different at this point of the season? Uh, personally, I think that I'd have. A couple more goals to my name this season, if that had stood, yeah. But hindsight's a horrible thing when you think yeah, about absolutely. it like that. But mm. it's 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 football. I'll 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 get amongst the goals soon enough. Um, I felt good on Tuesday night against Dundee United. I missed a couple of chances, but I, at least I was getting myself in the right place. And uh, no, I'm I'm not I'm not lacking confidence. I don't think in front of got in front of goal. I'm, it's not that. It's just it's it's football. It happens. If I scored every shot I had, I'd be I'd be playing with Barcelona. Yeah, absolutely. That's just what it is. <laughs> How have you been finding playing in front of nobody? Is it is it really difficult? Is it harder to motivate yourself with? Um, being honest, I don't like it. I, I don't like it, but I can't complain because at least I'd rather be doing that than see the three months where we finished the season and we were just sat and boys had to go on runs themselves and do workouts in the house and that. 
Um, I'm lucky to be able to, uh, even with it still going on, I'm lucky that us footballers can get tested at the clubs and we can play still. Um, but fans, fans are the biggest thing in football and they always will be. There's nothing more important than fans. Um, so it's really weird playing about them. Even even if there's 200 there or, or 50,000, it's fans are fans, you know what I mean? There's some sort of atmosphere. Um, yeah, and I think most boys will say the same as me. It's not, it's not nice. It's not, but it's, it's football. You, 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 can't, you can't really think about that when it comes to game day. You just got to think about because there's still points on the line. There's still places in the league to finish and cups to win. Um, so yeah, it's 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 weird. It's not nice, but it's, it's what it is. Yeah, and I guess those people are still watching. They're still supporting. They're just doing it in a different way. So you've kind of got to remember that when you're out there playing. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 strange. It's strange, and at least at least they can see it. But you'd rather than be there, even if shouting, even if it's abuse. At least you get shouted at. <laughs> ah, well, let's hope. Let's hope for a let's hope for a bit of a change soon. Uh, we get to get some people back in. Um, oh, absolutely. So you're you're signed up until twenty twenty two. Is that right, Cal? Yeah, May twenty two. Yeah. Nice one. I, I know you won't want to be looking too far into the future, and I know you won't necessarily want to be looking too far beyond St Johnston, but. Um, every young player's got ambitions and I, I'm wondering how high are you aiming in the game? Um, realistically, I would love to end up signing back for Blackburn. Yeah. Definitely. Especially if I end up back in the Prem as well. Um, but I don't know. It's, see, as a young kid, I always wanted to play for the teams dad played for. So I know I'd love to play for Rangers as well, massive club. Um, dad was at Man City as well, but... Like I said, if I'm scoring every shot, I might get there. But I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, just I don't know. I don't. I've never really looked that far. But if I was to look, if I was to give you a team, it'd probably be Blackburn in the Premier League. I'd love to go back to back to Blackburn definitely. Well, something else I'm interested in, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but you've obviously got, I guess, a kind of like dual nationality. Um, and uh, I know everyone wants to play internationally. Um, and you can see yeah. guys, guys like London Dykes, for example, can come out of absolutely nowhere and hit a few goals you know, in quick succession. And all of a sudden they can be representing a country like Scotland. Um, when you're looking into the future, is international recognition something that you've got on your list of goals? And uh, have you had a thought about who you want to represent? International football. Uh... Honestly, my dream was to make it when I got when after the injuries. My dream was just to make it as a professional, mm-hmm. um, and that was my number one. And number two was playing for Scotland. Yep. Play. I would. I've got the the only English thing about me is I've, is the accent because yeah. where, where I was brought up, and I can't help the fact Dad was playing for Blackburn. Yeah. Um, and ended up managing Blackpool and all that. So I I would never ever touch or wear an England shirt in my life. Ever, it was always Scotland. I always played for Scotland. My whole family's Scottish. My mum and dad both Scottish. Um, and it could happen. I'd, like you said about, about Lyndon Dykes, he was he was playing Championship football yep. two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Scottish Championship football. So, and where he's where he is at, where's he at, where he's at now is fair play to Lyndon. Like he's he's done well, and uh, every credit he deserves for playing for Scotland. It just goes to show, though, doesn't it? It's just a couple of good seasons really sort of knuckle down and anything can happen. It's frightening. Like I said, the, the one thing I've never known anything to change quicker than football. Listen, that's us, mate. Um, thanks very much for having a chat with us here at the fourth official week. We do really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I guess just all, all the best for the rest of this season, the rest of the career. We'll, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye out. Nice one. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, pal.
If you enjoy interviews from the world of Scottish football like this one and our articles, then please consider becoming a fourth official subscriber on Patreon. You'll get access to bonus material and all of our content there first for as little as £2.99 per month. Help us to tackle the mainstream media by becoming a subscriber now at patreon.com slash the fourth official.